Welcome to the Spiritual Business Spotlight Podcast, hosted by Sue Ellis Saller. Spiritual Business Spotlight is committed to shining a light on spiritual and sensitive entrepreneurs from around the world. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue Ellis Saller. If you're feeling overwhelmed while setting up your spiritually-based business, or if you'd like to see what the future has in store for you, check out Sue's work at sueellisseller.com. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping yourself from getting drained while working with people, doing readings, doing energy work, working with clients, and also, you know, for those people who are doing readings and energy work as a hobby, you can also end up being drained by the work too, simply because it's really, well, number one, many of us are sensitive, highly sensitive people. We're empathic. We end up taking on the emotions of the people we work with. Number two, we have very, what shall we say, porous boundaries at the beginning because boundaries are something that you really have to learn when you're doing this work. And number three, establishing that connection between yourself and spirit or yourself and whatever you're channeling at the moment can actually be something that does take a lot of energy from you until you are used to working with it and until you make your rituals and your practices things that protect your energy and make sure that you're you know, tapping in in a way that's not going to drain you or that's not going to allow, you know, I hate to say entities or beings or whatever to to kind of attach to you and drain your energy from you because that does happen for some people. You know, um, one of the things that I, I see a lot of times is people who practice Reiki being drained by Reiki and or being drained by their clients when they go in, which to me, when I was taught Reiki and different Reiki masters, of course, teach Reiki differently. We were taught that Reiki is through, but not of. So for I am a channel for universal energy when I do Reiki, but it is not coming from me. I am not the person who is generating the energy that I'm pushing into my clients. And also in the same respect, when I am running Reiki into a person, it's an outward flow most of the time because there are times when there are times when I'm not really focused on flowing energy, but on you know pulling things from a person's body or from their energy field. And when I'm doing that kind of work, I don't pull it into my aura, into my area, into my energy, I guess. What I do is I like kind of rake or dissect the energy out of the person that I'm working with. And then I kind of push it to the floor. <laughs> I know this sounds kind of silly, but you know, if I'm working with blocks or deeper energies or something that I feel is pulling me to release it from the person, then I am going to work on somehow digging that energy or removing that energy from my client. And when I'm removing that energy, I'm not taking it on to myself, but I am putting it out of the client and into space that doesn't belong to either myself or the client in order to be removed from that space 
from by the universe or I call in angels a lot of times to help with that part of it like removing what I've removed from the client so and I have heard of people who get really sick when they're doing energy work and healing because they're taking in that energy and when you are open and when you are highly sensitive you know everything it's like I don't know, walking through life and having, you know, kind of pebbles thrown at you at all times. And so you can either learn to shield your energy. And so therefore it's like wearing a little suit of armor, we'll say, for making sure that when those pebbles come at you, that it's not actually bruising or harming you because the more pebbles that drop on you, the more injury you'll sustain as a light worker. And I do have a meditation that helps people to shield their energy, and that's something that you can use if you are doing the work. So if you're a tarot reader, if you're a healer, um, if you're working with clients in a way, you know, a soulfully open way. So you can use that so that you develop, you know, kind of what I, the way that I visualize it is like a bubble around me. And some days I need a crystalline bubble. Some days I need hard edges on that so nothing can get in from the outside, but everything that I want to shine out from the inside. So I imagine it kind of like sitting in the middle of a clear quartz or something like that. So sunlight can come in, good things can come in, sunlight can go out, I can radiate out, but there is that hard boundary there that keeps people's energy from kind of infiltrating my energy center. And that's really what you have to do. Speaking of boundaries, too, this is something that I really feel like, okay, number one, it's really important when you're doing this work to put in really specific boundaries. You know, don't let people message you day in and day out, night in, night out. Turn off your alarms on your Facebook messages and things like that. Don't push yourself to, you know, in pursuit of money, don't push yourself to work. I used to work like until three o'clock in the morning because that's the time when the people were online in America. And it was draining me. Like I have to make sure too that I'm getting enough sleep. I'm exercising properly, that I'm setting up my home life in a way that is actually building me up and not tearing me down. Because if you can imagine, you know, the stronger you are within yourself, the less likely it is that you are going to be drained by the work. Especially, like I said, if you put these practices into place and if you take care of yourself and you put boundaries. So a lot of the times the people who come to us are experiencing trauma, pain. Their lives are really emotionally heightened. They're in emotionally heightened phases. And so, you know, as a sensitive person, when you walk into a room and you can feel the energy, you know, imagine only being in situations and circumstances as a part of your work that are in that heightened emotional space. So basically speaking, we as sensitive people who are able to pick up on that energy and feel it are putting ourselves in a highly charged emotional 
environment most every day when we work. And so that's kind of, it's exhausting, really. It can be draining. It can be exhausting. It can be beautiful, life-changing, path-changing, you know, um, great work for the people that we're working with and for ourselves as well when we make sure that we have everything in place to protect ourselves from being drained. So that means setting the intention, you know, making a time to meet with a client so that you have that space, that you're not coming into your client sessions with a lot of your own stuff hanging in the space because that is going to get mixed in with your card readings, with your energy healing, with, you know, kind of your work and everything that you do. And I'm not saying that you can fully shut that off, but what I'm saying is that you come in to your client's sessions with your, you know, I put crystals in my spaces that are there to ground me, not only to ground me, but also to help me connect with, you know, um, spirit energy, to help me communicate properly, to help me with my intuition, and to help me connect with my client. And you know, but I have that space set up. I have those things there and ready for me. I'm not sitting in the session thinking, oh, I wish I had this or I wish I had that because that too becomes another weight that I carry in my session that is going to affect me and my work as I'm doing it. So I try and make that space, that intentional space where I'm only focused on running energy or I'm only focused on doing a reading or I'm only focused on working with a person because from that space, I have my most power and I'm not leaving kind of open spaces for, you know, number one, for my client's energy to affect me. It's got to affect me in a certain way and I'm not saying turn yourself off to that because that's not what I'm saying at all. When when I went through a period where I was facing some depression and I went on medication for that for a while, and for me, it really, and I'm not telling you, please, 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 if you need medication for any kind of depression or anxiety or whatever, go ahead and do that. But I'm saying for me, it cut me off from my emotions. And my emotions are kind of the space that I work in. So, and being cut off from that, being caught up, cut off from my empathy and my connection with other people, it was really a sign for me that I had to create better boundaries, that I was working through, you know, keeping myself from being drained from the world. And that's why, you know, a lot of the gurus, I'm putting quote unquote gurus out there, are going to tell you, don't watch the news, don't read the paper, don't seek out any kind of negative energy things. But when you're a light shiner, when you're trying to work in people's shadows, when you're trying to not avoid that negative space in yourself and in other people, it's kind of where you have to be. You have to see those things. And so for me, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, I'm saying this is for me personally, I had to really understand that the amount of free space or lack of boundaries that I had out there was really draining me and really making me in a negative headspace. And then I, that was affecting my whole life. 
it was really, you know, kind of bad. So I've been there. I've done that. I've allowed people to drain me. And that's how I understand what to tell you to do because I've had to kind of turn this all around myself. So having those boundaries in place is essential, you know, making sure you don't stay up too late or you don't make yourself too available for your clients, making sure that you charge a rate that is, you know, essentially what how you value your time, because that's another thing, you know, people will pay you nothing if you allow them. People will, you will allow other people to drain your time, your energy, your, everything from your life if you allow them not to pay you or if you put your work at too low of a price out there. And I know some people would be like, oh, but it's money. Oh, you're spiritual. You're not supposed to accept money. Well, at the end of the day, I either have to get paid for doing the spiritual work that I do or I have to go and get a job and then I won't have time to work with the wider general public because if this is my work, if this is what I'm doing, then I need an office, I need a computer, I need this and that and the other thing in order for my work to work, you know, I need nutritious food, I need clothes to wear. <laughs> so these things are, being paid for your time is essential because if you don't put that boundary into place, that's allowing people to take your energy for free. And you, you know, I, I can say, on the one hand, I feel like you only have a finite amount of energy. You have a finite amount of time. If you're tapping into universal energy, then you have an infinite amount of energy to give to other people. But it's just making sure that you take care of yourself in a way that's going to make you the healthiest person, spiritually, emotionally, with your business, with your time, energy, things like that. Also, I'm going to say it's not only about you and how you work that's going to affect your energy, but there, as I mentioned before, there are a lot of people who are in highly charged emotionalist situations who are going to come to you needing your help. And that's why it's really good for you to have those boundaries and that solid core center in place for yourself. Like you are a powerhouse of energy. You are doing the work. You are doing the work from the best space possible. And so that's going to radiate outwards. And that's going to affect your life, your family, your social connections, you know, even your house in a way, you know, getting the energy kind of settled in your house. But the people who are coming to you have a need sometimes. Number one, they have a need for you to help them with whatever issues they're facing. And so they are coming to you sometimes in a low energy position or feeling that they need a bump up, a, a, you know, a kind of fix, we'll say. And for some people, they get addicted to that. They get addicted to taking energy from other people. And in some circumstances and situations, it's very subconscious, it's very unconscious, it's, it's just like not being done from a negative place within them. They're not like power hungry or, or, you know, but they just feel like they need some help. They feel like they need some 
guidance moving through that. And you, of course you can give them guidance, but at the same time, you're, when you're coming from a good place within yourself, you're also teaching them about boundaries. You're saying, you're teaching them how to say no. You're teaching them how to say, okay, these are the times that I'm available and you can talk to me within these times with these rules in place. And sometimes that is what they need to hear and to do within their own lives. Um, and sometimes these people who come to us are just really, really needy and there's no amount of energy, there's no amount of support, there's no amount of love, there's no amount of universal energy that you can put into them at this point in time that will help them to move out of the situation that they're in. And, you know, this is something, too, that I really want to tell people in the spiritual community, people doing the work that we're doing. Um, there are a lot of times when I have to say, okay, you really don't need a tarot reader right now. You need to go to a therapist or a psychologist or somebody who can help you out at a different level than I can. And there is nothing wrong with saying that. I don't have to be the person who helps everybody. Some people's issues are outside of the work that I do, and that's totally okay. You know, you're not going to go to a foot surgeon to get a lung transplant. You know, this is, it's just... There are specialists, and of course I can help. Of course I can do Reiki on a person. But sometimes it's more of a thing of putting, you know, giving a person the understanding that they are in charge of their own lives, just as I'm in charge of my own life and my power. Um, I draw the line on where I stop giving to people, and they need to draw that line too a lot of times. And when they're giving and giving to other people or they're not fully taking care of themselves, then it's really not a tarot reader that they need. And they could benefit from Reiki or counseling with a psychologist, but a tarot reading is just going to kind of leave them wanting more or be kind of giving their power away to somebody else. And that's kind of the thing where you have to say, okay, no, I am going to expect that you take the power in your life to make the changes that are going to move your life forward to a better place. Because if you don't, then no, it doesn't matter how many tarot readings I give you. And then also the people get hooked on the tarot readings. And then, you know, if you are the substance or if you are the thing that the person is addicted to or if you are peddling what their addiction is then of course they're going to come back to you and they're going to take everything that they can and they're going to drain you um, and like I said so most of the times it's not a fully conscious thing it's something that they just feel that is outside of their realm of capabilities and you know you're trying to fill a well that actually needs to be, you know, I hate to say, that has a leak somewhere that needs, you know, kind of that energy work or that healing work and not just tarot cards all the time. So making sure that you are not 
interacting with or allowing your clients to come to you from that super needy, addicted perspective is really important too. And I understand that sometimes the people who are the most addicted and the most needy are going to be the ones who are willing to fork over the cash hand over fist and that's where you have to draw the line because sometimes it's not about the money sometimes it's got to be about your ethics about your boundaries and about you helping your client to establish his or her own boundaries and I know that they could go to another reader or another hotline or get another reading from somewhere else and so I encourage them I say hey why don't we do a life coaching session, for example, where we can kind of break things down and we can help you work on your issues from a very empowered perspective instead of just seeing what comes up in the cards or do an energy session where you're passively sitting there, but I'm working on running energy or you know, in some t- spaces I cut cords or I see that there are you know, kind of wounds in a person's energy system that need to be bandaged in a way. We can talk about that another time because I really want to talk about like feeling stuff. Anyway, so with that, like I said, okay, getting your space set up, making sure that you keep yourself healthy and have good boundaries and don't allow your clients to become addicted to your services or your friends to become addicted to getting a reading or just popping in or just saying, hey, can I, you know, get this one question? Because think of it as, you know, if you want to get a jar of pennies and any time that person calls you, take a penny out, take a penny out, take a penny out, Pretty soon you're not going to have so many pennies in your jar, are you? So like I said, okay, learning how to set up your space and then also really making sure that you are intentionally starting a session and intentionally ending a session because if you don't have that start and end, then kind of everything kind of flows together and it becomes like a mishmash of energy that's in your space. This is energy that you're inviting into your space. You, when you tap into a person person's energy field or when you tap into their energy by reading cards, you're creating a connection between the two of you. And cord cutting, I have a cord cutting ritual as well. If you're interested, message me at um, sue at sueellisseller.com and I'll send you the info for that. But you are essentially making a cord connection, an energetic connection with everyone you interact with. And those people who you interact with more frequently are going to have a bigger connection, a bigger cord, you would say, for example. You're giving more energy. And those people who are needier are going to, you know, almost have a more draining energy. And like I said, when you are working with a person, not only are you making that connection with their energy, but you're also inviting their energy into your space, whatever that means. So if you have a very low energy, very needy person, and you don't cut cords after your session, and you don't intentionally end the session with them, 
That means that whatever cord you created during your ritual, whatever energy you allowed into your space, whatever beings or spirits came in with that person are going to remain in your space, drawing energy from you, making, you know, taking what you have to offer, still being in your mind. And so that's something that you really need to intentionally say, this is the start and this is the end. And I always, you know, if I'm doing a reading or something like that, I try to make a habit of calling in my angels, their angels, the spirit guides and teams that they're working with that are working with me. And at the end of the session, I thank everyone for being there. I thank my client. I thank my guides and my angels, their guides and their angels. And I end the session intentionally. And I give them back their energy and I take my energy back with me so that there's not this kind of me carrying around somebody else's bags that I picked up while I was working with them. Another thing, and this is kind of a touchy subject, and this is something that I will say about, you know, working with clients, working on hotlines, working with your intuition. You have to be able to say no to clients who you feel that aren't a good fit or for some reason that just make you feel stressed out or angry or anxious or whatever because ultimately that's your spirit giving you a huge like a red flag like don't go there don't go there don't go there warning you know danger will robinson that you're not supposed to be working with this person that this person is going to end up not being the best fit for you or you're not going to be the best fit for that person and you have to just say that's okay we're not supposed to work with everybody I keep a kind of I have a lot of connections in the spiritual community so if they're not going to get a reading from me then I have other people to send them to as well so that you know if we aren't a good fit say, mm, sorry, you know, this is just something I don't have time or energy for right now, but I have my friend over here and she does this and you could contact her here. And that will allow you not only to make better connections within the spiritual community itself, but also to safeguard your energy and to honor your intuition, which you should be doing anyway. And Make sure that you're only working with people who are going to, who your spirit says it's okay to work with. You know, at some point in time, you have to really be okay with that and to be fine with that. And, you know, talking about saying no to clients and there is going to be a time where you might have to tell a client, you know what, let's let this sit for a little while. Because there are times when people are going through whatever they're going through and they're going to reach out to you more often. And sometimes this is going to be for readings. Most often it's going to be for readings because a lot of times people don't want to do the background work. They just want you to tell them that everything is going to be okay. They want you to tell them what they should do. They want you to make all the decisions for them. And if you can understand how heavy that is to carry somebody else's responsibility for making the decisions for their life, and then if things don't turn out the way they wanted them to, ultimately you're going to take the blame as well for telling them this or that or the other thing. 
And so that is really one of those things. Like I said, this is picking up baggage from other people and carrying it around temporarily, you know, giving them advice about what they can be doing with their own issues and with their own things, but also making sure that they are taking full responsibility for their own lives and actions and not putting that responsibility onto you or checking in with you every day. Is something changed? Is something changed? And a lot of times I say to that person, why don't you give this time to unfold a little bit and get back to me in a month? Or if something changes, if he calls you, if he sends you flowers, or if you know you get a subpoena or whatever, then you can call me. But until some time has passed, you have to learn to sit with your emotions. The clients have to learn to sit with their emotions as well, and they have to learn, you know, to follow their own advice and guidance, to listen to their own intuition, and use our services, use readings as kind of a, a map to consult when they don't understand what direction that they need to go. But that you know, you don't have to have the map out every single moment. And sometimes you have to just wing it and you have to follow not a map, but your own intuition. You can't follow my intuition everywhere. You have to learn to see your own intuition and use that own intuition. So basically, you know, it is a heavy burden to carry to carry somebody else's responsibility for their life and, you know, Encourage them by seeing what you see with your divine connection, but also they have to retain their free will. There's too many people, and I'll probably make a podcast about this in the future, that are, there are too many people in our situations who are trying to kind of see our own readings as like, if a client doesn't take my advice, I just have to let it go. I have to say, here's the reading. You do with it what you want to do. It's your life. And if they follow my advice or if they see things or if, if what comes up in the readings helps them to make good choices or even to trip when they're meant to trip because sometimes you have to you have to get to the bottom in order to spring back up and I'm not saying I'm like you know telling people sometimes you tell people hard truths though and you can't like keep those hard truths to yourself and think that a person is going to make good decisions not knowing you know you have to put the cons in the pros and cons for them to be able to make a good decision for themselves. You can't hide that stuff from them. So being fully open and honest and not carrying the burden of not fully expressing both the positive and negative that you see for a person and giving the person their own responsibility to do with this information what they will. So handing off that responsibility to other people. Now, that's pretty much like the energetic side, the personal side of things. And I mentioned a little bit earlier, really kind of making sure that you have things in your atmosphere, your environment that are going to help you to keep from being drained from or by clients that you work with. So I would definitely have like a smoky topaz or wear an obsidian because the obsidian helps to uh, absorb the negative energy or energies 
around you and as does the smoky quartz. I also recommend salt lamps to have, you know, even if you have a big chunk of salt on your desk, especially if you're doing like internet readings or hotline readings, you want to have, you know, that salt there. It helps with the the waves from what they say, like the emitted frequency waves or whatever that comes from the computer and comes from the Wi-Fi and comes from, you know, all the electronics in your house. But it also helps to clear the energy and space in your area. I also keep like, I'm a big rock dork, so I have some rocks that I keep around that are just rocks that I found outside. And a lot of times I'll just hold one in my hand when I'm working or when I'm doing something that's really high energy and that helps to ground me and my energy, which is really important for me because I can get really caught up in spiritual stuff. I can get really caught up in working over other people's problems, especially if I've allowed them to kind of run over their boundaries. So, you know, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself with those things, like with the crystals. I love cedar. Cedar, if you can get like one of those Broner's um, neutral soaps, like neutral smelling soaps, and put some cedar essential oil in there. Cedar is great for clearing out your aura or your energy field. Or I just take like a, a little bottle of cedar essential oil and I hold it about four inches above my palms, especially before and after I do work. And then I drop just two drops of cedar into my palm with the intention of clearing out the energy of my energy field. Then I rub it, my hands together and then I put my hands over my nose and inhale the scent of cedar and allow that to go like through my pituitary glands, through my, basically through my bodies, through my breath, through my organs. And also then I start at my crown chakra with my hands after I've smelled it. Start at my crown chakra, move my hands over my energy field, over my body, just really kind of making sure that I feel any area that needs to be cleared. I set the intention of clearing my energy with that cedar essential oil. And then I do that from head to toe. And I also imagine myself doing it on the backside as well, because I know I can't reach from, you know, from mid shoulder to whatever. Not so flexible. I need to do more yoga. So uh, cedar essential oil is really good for that. You also want to keep your energetic, uh, your energetic area, your home, your environment clear. So I let fresh air into my space. I make sure, like, you don't want to see my desk right now. Um, I try and work in a non-cluttered environment, a non-cluttered space. Um, I let fresh air go through my house. I open all the doors and windows to make sure all of the nasty energy or whatever, you know, how a house gets with four, five, four people, two dogs or whatever, you have to clear out the air. And then I also love, like, if I take a walk and it's really windy outside, you know that people, every matter, every piece of matter is like 98% not, you know, like, um, what is it called? Empty space or whatever. So because of the electrons and the, um, you know, the, the subatomic structure of a person makes a person 98% nothing. 
So when I am out in the fields and it's really windy, I imagine the wind flowing through my body and taking away any energies that I don't need or any even subatomic particles that I don't need. Um, salt baths are really good, as they say, because, you know, number one, the salt helps to clear, it removes tox toxins, toxins from your body. And so, you know, they say sea salt, like if I could live on the seashore, I'd probably be so happy, but we'll talk about that's a That's a topic for another day as well. But so sea salt, if you can run a bath or use salt, you know, like a salt scrub on your body, that'll help to remove these toxins from your body. That also helps to keep your energy field clear. Um, I think I mentioned, I know I mentioned cedar, um, keeping the air clean. You can sage your house. I know some people don't like to use sage and I'm always like very cautious because if you have anybody in your house with a seizure disorder, you shouldn't be burning sage in your house. Um, and I also love Nag Champa. Like it's a, a kind of incense that you can get from a lot of like new age stores. You can also program clear quartz. So basically, if you use clear quartz as a kind of crystal, they're not very expensive at all. They're very easy to find. So what you do is you set the intention of having this clear quartz be a clearing crystal for you. So you set it in whatever room you're working in. You hold it in your right hand or your strong hand. Um, whichever is your powerful, more powerful hand, your dominant hand, sorry. And then you set the intention in that quartz of absorbing or removing any kind of negative, harmful energy, any draining kind of energy from your space. And then you set that quartz in your space and it's going to be attracting all the negative energy. And then you just either run it in natural water, like a spring water. You can bury it for like a moon cycle. You can set it out under the full moon to clear it out and recharge it. And, you know, so there are a lot of things that you can do to keep yourself from being drained, both consciously, subconsciously, with energy, with keeping your home clean, with keeping your spirit and everything kind of up to, up to snuff, you know, um, taking good care of yourself, making sure that you are honoring yourself in the same way that you would encourage somebody else to honor themselves, um, making sure that you're cutting cords, keeping that intention to have a person's energy remain in the session that you've, you know, um, set out for them. So these are all different things that you can do to help keep yourself from being drained while working with energy, working with tarot, working with clients, working with crystals, doing all of the work that we do. So I think that is all for today. If you have any advice or guidance or if you have any tips or tricks that you would like to share with our audience, feel free to message me or leave them in the comments on this podcast. I think you can comment. I hope so. Or you can email me at sue at sueellissaller.com. That's S-U-E-E-L-L-I-S-S-A-L-L-E-R.com. 
And I also have a tarot from hobby to profession checklist on my website that you can download. And I'll probably make a little infographic about the information that we talked about today so that you can go to my site, you can get a copy of it, and you can keep it for your reference. So with that, I wish you a fabulous day, a fabulous week. I hope that you are high vibing it everywhere you go and have a fabulous, fantastic day. Talk to you soon. Bye.